Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. With trap beats. Okay. <laughs> little remix for the girls. If I was on my kid theory, I would do a different one every week. But the way my creativity set up, that's the only one. So okay but no some of these intermissions he be coming up with but Girl, that's hard know. the way he do that like he changed the hot tops every week that's i just don't understand i don't like especially he's come up with so many of them so many and i think he only repeated once that's ridiculous like that is insane to me good on him were you listening to the read when he used to? He was like, "B, you guessed it." Remember that? And he would just yell it randomly because it would like hurt Crystal's ears and the mics. I've heard, I've heard him do that a couple times. I want him to do it like randomly. It's been years. I want him to do it randomly just to like. I mean, I guess it wouldn't have the same effect on Zoom, but that used to be hilarious. And also, the opening to their live show, the third year live show, where he did a whole song. Oh yeah, I saw that. I've listened to that that clip so many times, more times than I want to admit. <laughs> anyway, well, the longest news ever this week. Ever Buckle can't in. wait. Um, never gonna end. So, um, no, nah, but I just want to remind everyone, um, that we do have a coupon code for registration for El Sistema USA Symposium. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, so the. Right, Keynote? What the heck was that? Keynote. I don't understand why people listen to this show, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody did that in my ear. <laughs> Actually, somebody just did. So. <laughs> Girl, editing, editing the last week's episode was a wild ride. I was like, ain't nobody gonna listen to this ever again. <laughs> um... Yes, but you can register at the member rates and get $75 off with the code Classically Black. Um, I will re-put all of those links into the description. It's so funny. Some of the stuff, like, if it's something that I don't plan to link in the description and I say I'm going to, it's probably not going to be there because I'm going to forget. But this is the news, so it will be there. <laughs> <laughs> because this, you edited the last last week's episode earlier than you usually do. You see me? Yeah, which is why the in this episode oh. actually was not co- totally complete because I was going to put all of our picks from our stuff in there. So oh. I actually had to go in and put, I went in and put some other stuff like on the back end before it came out um, because I hadn't even put like the news and stuff. So oh, I thought that was it. I was like, this is short, but okay, here we go. Because I normally I do it to. literally at 5 a.m. on Monday, <laughs> but I, was, don't, I don't like that for myself. It's always like, why am I starting my week like this? Yeah. And I pretty much forget to edit the episode every week, and then on Sunday at like 11 p.m. when I'm snuggling into my bed, and I'm like, oh, the episode. <laughs> I mean, like like Madame Clavel on uh Madeline. You used to watch Madeline? Yeah, but big. I only vaguely remember it because she was sit up in the night because Madeline would all be doing something stupid, like freaking paragliding off the Eiffel Tower or some junk. <laughs> and she would sit up in the middle of the night and be like, something is not right. Oh, God. <laughs> Madeline was a terror. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 
this in the sand river just living <laughs> you are five <laughs> nah, something is not right <laughs> yeah. some of these children's books i need to go back um children's like some children's books i need to go back and read um remember that little boy that bad one with the circle head what's his name david the one that didn't want to bathe oh that's pigeon yeah never mind yeah but i know you're talking about yeah him and then amelia bedelia oh i'm supposed to slap and then there was that one with that weird evil teacher i can her? see it in my head where her nose is all long and yeah. stuff she wear black mm-hmm. what is that called that's gonna grab me crazy yeah i don't remember I tried reading James and the Giant Peach, but I didn't get very far. James and the Giant Peach? I didn't realize how weird it it's was. It's weird. It's weird. I remember, I think I did, like, a third grade book report on it. And I remember, I remember, like, I remember the project, but I I don't, I didn't remember the movie being so crazy. I didn't rewatch it, but I re- remember, mm-hmm. I think we was on the phone when I read the synopsis. And that's why I went to go read it, and I was like... This is not okay. If y'all if y'all were to read the synopsis, go on Wikipedia, read the synopsis to the movie James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> it's simply like the twists and turns simply don't stop. Like <laughs> it's 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 just the weirdest thing I've ever read. Like it's weird. I, I didn't get very far. I think maybe a chapter, and I was like, so this is enough for me. And it's this like not nostalgic at all. This is a kids movie too, girl. Because like the book is also crazy, but there's some stuff in the movie that was like, what the heck. But anyway, that's happening. Um, another thing that is happening is the New Music Gathering, which is um, a conference that's coming up in August of this year. Um, it's a partnership between a couple of different organizations, the American Composers Forum, among other new music um, organizations. Um, but they are accepting proposals uh, until January 31st. So um, they're accepting proposals for a uh a lot of different things so it's not just like you just get on a whiteboard and do a whatever um so they're accepting proposals they have a a theme for this year it's money with a question mark um so since soon Anyway, it says, given the economic uncertainty of the arts right now, by naming this theme, we invite our applicants to raise questions, offer suggestions, and share experiences that help us sustainably reimagine our creative community together. Um, so uh, another interesting thing that they're doing with this is that they um, are incentivizing people to send in their proposals and thanking them by the, um, thanking them for sharing those ideas by choosing 40 applicants at random to receive $100. So even if you are not um, like presenting at the thing, they're just like, we want to thank you for drawing this up and sending it over here. So, um, yeah, so that's why. Now you're going to yeah. be looking when they, when they pick you and they like, you got a, you got a 85 minute slot. So, you gotta compose something? Nah, I think it's it's like it's a conference. So it's like they're they're um accepting a lot of different things. I remember they said like they um I'm on the the I have like some notes from the website, but um yeah, the types of things that they're doing. They said, do you have an awesome performance you're dreaming up? Discussion, installation, dance party, anything and more. So. You want to do a okay, dance party? I can do a the, dance party with Meg the Stallion. That's a composer. 
That part. Come on, body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. And that's new music. Come on, Asinato. Period. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Come on, Meg. Ahead of her time or before it, technically, but you know. Period. So, um, yeah, again, that deadline is January 31st. The actual, um, the actual gathering is in Minneapolis. Um, it's presented by, like I said, the American Composers Forum, also New Music USA. Um, that's happening the 12th through the 14th, and they're having an online uh, gathering the 12th through the 18th. Those are both in uh, August. So, yep, there's that. Um, and then my last piece of news this week, we will be at the Sphinx Connect uh, convening via the internet um <laughs> on january the whole thing is i think the 28th to the 30th or something like that but we will mm-hmm. be there on 30th doing our thing at 3 40 eastern sure. yeah mm-hmm. um it's a play it's a pay what you can so it's a pay what you can so <laughs> um <laughs> so go just go register and um you can see what time we at but i'm 99 percent sure we're at 3 40 uh eastern um and we're doing a live show and we will be there Period. live we'll be there oh no i ain't doing all that i was like i'm gonna go put a face on no we'll put some eyebrows on no. i'm gonna swoop my edges that's one thing my edges will be swoop <laughs> um and actually i think uh garrett's session is like right before ours there's 20 minutes between each one um so yeah because is at uh 220 to 20 Eastern. And yeah. Period. I mean, normally I would feel some type about last day and afternoon at a conference placement, but it don't matter because we are in, we're not a person. Well, you said, you said you feel something about what? Oh, last no, day and last. Last day and afternoon, I would feel a way about I that. I mean, last minute too, so. I mean, yes. That's the part I do, never mind. But, I, if we were in real life, they, they they love to put like younger people or whatever last day. Like when I was in the Netherlands, I went on a Saturday morning, which wasn't as bad. But I've definitely done a Saturday afternoon. When I went to Asta 2015 in Salt Lake City, that we were on Saturday afternoon. People leave, mm-hmm. especially after a conference. You know how many like no matter how good conference could be slapping. It gets old. Yeah, I remember I went to the whole ISB. I would never do that shit again. I, you went to every session? No, like I went to the whole like conference, but like I was there for the whole time. And ISB is a a few days. I don't remember how long it was. Maybe four, something like that. It gets old. It gets old. It, it's like it we really get gets it old. Base. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care. The the conference could be amazing. Every session a stunner. You don't know which one to pick. You sending your friends again. That was your friend again. I guarantee you by by Friday afternoon you gonna stop going to stuff. You gonna yeah. stop. It gets old. Cause I stopped going. And then eventually I just left. Like, I'm going home earlier than I thought I was going to. I just left. It was like the last day, but it was like in the morning of the last day. It was like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, it gets it's a Let lot. Out. And it was a, it's a there was nothing to do. Oh my gosh, Girl. it was terrible. <laughs> That's the worst city I've ever been to. I think I just <laughs> I just I could not with that city. Oh my gosh. Um, just sit. I'm using the word city loosely with that 
The worst city I've ever been to was is Stanton. Stanton, Virginia. That's where Heifetz is. That mm. city, first of all, the city looked like this. It's on a hill. It's like a city though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like inconvenient to walk everywhere because it's August and you sweating. And then it's the middle of Virginia. When we went to that one place, we were in Connecticut. That was... <laughs> About that, no, I was there then. Stanton, because <laughs> now I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, was that it? But I feel like the fact that I was at ISB made it's a good word. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, but you not know, that I, sorry, not oh, that I ahead. didn't, re- not that I didn't enjoy parts of ISB, but it it got old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> no, nah, but remember when I wanted to go to that vegan restaurant and we like drove to that one little town like we we drove to like the town center because it what co- there was a college in that town it's like william mary or something like that you wesleyan. remember this was it's over there years ago isn't, huh? isn't wesleyan there oh wesleyan i thought it was william mary <laughs> one of the white schools anyway um <laughs> i mean i call it a white school because listen when in high school i don't know like if you had one of these schools no because you went to art school so i guess it was a little different but at my suburban school, when I tell you there was not one white person that did not want to go to Wash U, that was the school. Every smart white person, oh, I just want to go to Wash U. I want to go to Wash U. Like, that's what. I, so and also like William Mary would be in that conversation. Wesleyan was in that conversation. So that's why I was be. That's why I automatically associated like that. Like there's no. This you can't tell me black people go there because like everybody. I don't know. Anyway, um, their their little downtown place was like kind of cute. But also, like, why would you? I mean, it wouldn't be a terrible place to live now that I think about it, because it was in between Hartford and <laughs> you shaking your head. It was between Hartford and whatever city uh, uh, Yale was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, between. Uh, you know, I need I need bright lights, big city. Not like New York City. I would hate to live in New York, but girl, I fooled myself with that. But I need like. I need city you know like I like how like LA is like I could hit I could go wherever I need to go like from my house you know like I don't like that secluded whatever that Mm -hmm. I can't barely see nothing on the road like that Mm -hmm. the the best I could do that's that's the thing with Oberlin um it's the thing with Bard Oberlin God bless you you listen from Oberlin yeah I I, I might can make something that. shake at, at, at Bard maybe only because isn't Bard worse? Bard is in Ithaca. It, I mean, Bard it is. is no, it's, it's south of Ithaca, right? It's like in the Hudson Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think only just because I like that, like I like that school, so I feel like I would oh. be a bit like I've I've been around Bard, so like hmm. I feel like also I don't know if I could have done like an undergraduate degree there, but like I don't know. I like I like the school, but also we got my mom took my phone. We were there. She took my phone, wouldn't let me charge it. It died. Then we got lost. The literally there was no lights on the road. It was pitch oh black. Didn't know where we were. <laughs> like, see, trying to take my phone now. Look at us, lost. Chainsaw man coming up the road behind okay. us. For all we know. So, but. Yeah, I can't do rural. I'm I'm super good on that. I used to think I could might could make something shake when I went to Illinois State University when that's literally 
it's a college town so it's not terrible it's not and it's like a twin cities because it's like it's called bloomington normal like normal and bloomington are like whatever and when there's there's a lot of black people down there because when they closed the housing projects in chicago bloomington's one of the places the black people went to fine but i realized the more i have come into myself that's impossible that would be absolutely and not only that I have to live around people that look like me. Memphis is the perfect fit. It's nothing but black people around me. I mean, I live, you know, the area I live in, it's not too many of them, you know, but you know, it was last minute, y'all. Don't be judging me. But I just like seeing black people everywhere. So if I were to stay in this country, which I speak after hearing someone speak last night, I've kind of changed my stance on that a little bit because this really is our stuff. And I don't, we don't have that that made that open my eyes a little bit um it would have to be like a dmv atlanta type thing i just want to be around black people and affluent black people at that but memphis and jackson like hey, i think jackson's like the no, blackest city <laughs> they're gonna come we for you in the to mississippi elitist katie you said what said they're gonna come for you why what happened what i say what's wrong with not affluent you don't want to live in the hood katie I mean, we could, but I just like, <laughs> come from if you want to. I like seeing black people doing well. Yeah. I just like, I like, I know it'd be tasteless, but when, when all the influencers be like, oh, look at my new Fendi bag in the middle of the Pizza Express, like it still brings me joy because black yeah. people deserve that. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm like, I understand what people are saying, but also, you know, since you got a little money, like I like to see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. Like I remember Cardi B, she got in trouble a couple of weeks ago because she was online talking about which bag should I get. And people were like, girl, we literally can't afford rent. And it's like, I see that. Like, I know that's insensitive. And I also come from a place where I can't afford rent. So I also am skewed that way. But I just think black people deserve to be in luxury. I feel like I'm a little I, on the on the shorter scale like i follow like bloggers that maybe make like you know half a million dollars or something like that or you know or maybe a quarter million dollars or something like that a year so they can afford like designer stuff but like the purse at cardi b it was like eighty thousand dollars wasn't it Was it really it was some crazy like that <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> like i feel like maybe i don't know that i can't relate to but um i yeah. understand that like i don't think that they should just not be posting anything i think for some people it's like some people like to see other people doing well yeah it'd be different if you on your private jet and you're like taking you guys with me and no mask on like just yeah living your life like the pandemic's not happening but um but i forgot what i was talking about oh yeah the living and an affluent <laughs> i mean you want to come i mean call, come in my dm and tell me why that's problematic i would love to hear i mean not love to but I would be curious to read what you think. Because, I mean, like, ain't nothing wrong with the hood, but I want to see, like, living in PG County, like, in America, mm-hmm. that would be lit. Ain't yeah, no black doctors and junk. Yeah, it would be. I think Either um, that or Legos. I'm going to pick one of the two. So. <laughs> I thought you because I'm going to be honest. When I've heard people say that, it's been not because they like to see black people thrive, but because they don't like being around 
black people who are who are like from that like from the hood or you know like they don't like to associate themselves with black people like Girl. that no but, no which that ugh, that's a conversation that's, for another day that's a for whole another, conversation because for another organization <laughs> so. literally that's just anyway but um period i forgot what we was, why, how we even got on that subject because i have no idea you said you wanted to uh dang i forgot what were we talking about oh because you were talking about we were talking about um ithaca and then you talked about living in the middle of nowhere and then i was like i thought i could do that but now mm. it's like if i must stay in this country it's gonna be I want to be it has to be south mm-hmm. because Rochester literally <laughs> I think people think I'm being dramatic about Rochester I feel like if you go to Eastman you would know how bad it is also like it's not even like the snow was bad I think what also what pairs with it is the fact that it's like this hooker by crook we're having class regardless and I think it's because like because where the SLC is they like they can, like people can just go across the street not everybody live at the SLC, and I mean, like I live the block from you school. You literally so I might live. Even, oh, I'm the same. <laughs> on the not same everybody. street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this building she's talking about, she is on the same street. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm. But it's a longer like, walk, yeah. A block. It's like I'll be late to class because I wanted to. Like it, I lived close to Eastman, but I'm just saying, like the snow i still had to drive to work i drove to a suburb to work i used to work i used to sub in spencerport have you ever been to spencerport i've been around there but it's like 20 minutes north of rochester so it's like the snow and i remember a particular a particular gust of wind hit me in the face and i was like i hate living here (laughs) (laughs) and that's not even true i didn't hate rochester but at that moment i did (laughs) because it was right. just so yeah. disrespectful the way that hit me in the face <laughs> and the thing that's, that annoys me about rochester it's like it's not even to me coming from chicago it's like not cold in my opinion it's not because rochester gets disrespectful i heard crystal and kafir talking about rochester uh chicago on the read and i was like that part mm. and that part chicago is rude mm. it will literally be negative 12 just because like when it's, we was in detroit with that polar vortex Talking about wind chill, negative thirty five and stuff. It was crazy. Literally, like, and and also like to be honest, when we were in that little thing, it didn't even feel that bad because there was a there was a winter that we had that where I remember my grandpa was still alive. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna show you this thing because he's from Jamaica. I know you don't know what this. We it was so cold. It was like negative twenty with the wind chill with the wind chill that when you throw um hot water outside like boiling water it will just it will turn into ice right away and he was like no it's not no it's not i'm like first of all you grew up in jamaica how you know it, the closest is gonna get in jamaica is 50 degrees so i boiled the water and like he coming he came on the porch with us and i threw it outside and it all fell like to the ground the ice i was like yo because i've never seen that happen but it has to be dumb cold and that year I don't remember what year it was but it was like stupid cold like negative 20 negative 30 with the wind chill and chicago we still gonna go get chicken and you know it's like how people in florida treat hurricanes it's like it's negative 30 and so we were, people will still be outside it's not for a long time people are still catching the buzz still getting wings with lemon pepper lemon pepper sprinkled on it like it was just it's just a normal day chicago built different 
I never it's, been to Chicago, so. But um, you gotta cause summertime in the shy is like an experience. But that's all good and well. I can't live up there no more. I ain't <laughs> built for that. You literally Not were. I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> But everybody always questioned me. They were like, "Girl, why would you move from LA to Rochester?" And that is the <laughs> I, that is the question I have. I used to wear flip flops to school, man. <laughs> so, but you know what? We made it. I mean, Rochester. One thing, Rochester. I think Rochester is a cute little city, and Rochester in the summer is beautiful because it's so terrible in the winter. Oh yeah, okay. But it's just like when it takes that turn, it's like, Egh. oh, girl. And then once it takes that turn, it's on that street for like seven months. Yeah, it snows from <laughs> October to May. My goodness, yeah. The ghetto, but I thought that. shout out to the five eight five after that dragon period. Shout out to the red fern over there on Oxford Street. Well, hold on. So. <laughs> Period. Shout out to what's it called it over there on Clinton. Uh, me and Jasmine to go there. What's that place called? The Ethiopian. Oh, we never went. I can't wait to go to Melly or weekend if I decide to go with the blacks because that's gonna be lit. That's yeah. gonna be real lit. Just go back to some places we used to just be at. Mm-hmm. Zameda, Zameda, Ethiopian over there on Clinton. Shout out to Javas. Not shouting out all these. Places. I'm a little nostalgic because I was like, ain't nothing here like a Java's cookie. Oh, well. oh you ain't like the Java's Dirt. cookie. You um, like, ain't like them. The bottom of my foot. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay, but okay, bottom but the pumpkin, f- the pumpkin chocolate now that, That's the only edible thing or, or dessert from Java's that I've had that I liked. I, I got that. You don't like the cookies. That's that's. I've actually never heard that. I knew you don't because the case desserts, those are skeptical. Oh my gosh. You know what? They actually owe me reparations for that cupcake. They can be. The cupcake is I don't know what they be doing. I don't know how long to be sitting in there, but it's just not Oh my gosh. How dare they? How dare like, they give me it. that? But man, Jarvis used to hook me up with that London fog or lavender. You know me. Let me stop because I can't get that. I'm literally 20 hours away from Rochester, <laughs> so let me stop. Okay, well, intermission. Um, I so there's this trend. It's I don't know if it's a trend. I just saw people doing it on Twitter where they'll be like, "Give blank a to be honest, uh, to be honest, whatever." So it'll be like I saw one where it was like older siblings give your parents to be honest and people were like i'm raising your kids like just stuff like that like so i asked only two questions the first one if you don't understand just stick it out because i don't know how to say you're gonna just be honest okay so the first one is give classical music a to be honest i would say to be honest this classical versus all of the genre shit is getting tired um being tired like i saw two things in the past two days that did that whole thing like someone set up like it was like a classical soprano appraises lady gaga's performance at the whatever and it was a bunch of just i didn't read the actual article because i don't care um but it was on twitter and a bunch of people were not 
an audience and this is nothing compared to opera and how could she like how could y'all like this when it's this opera out here and it's just like girl nobody care about y'all and two there was another thing that uh joey posted on their story where it was like that picture of the carrot with the little the little stem and then the underground it was a big carrot and then there was another carrot with the big huge stem and the underground was just a little tiny carrot and so the little stem big carrot was classical music and the big stem little carrot was like pop music or any other type of music i'm just like y'all we have to talk about it because it's just it's it's tired it's giving i shouldn't say that it's basically (laughs) it's giving insecurity classical music a lot of people like it and you don't need to bash other people or bash other genres to make you feel like it's good enough like you like it and that's fine like I like classical music. Like you don't need to say all oh, that other music is it sucks. You don't have to bring all of this this elitism and this hierarchy into it in order to try to convince people that it's better because you're really just ostracizing people. Right. That, that's all you're doing. Like it doesn't even need all that. It's really not even that deep. Like y'all want to make it seem like it's just. First of all, this is really got my nerves because it's like y'all want to say all of this that has all this complexity one complexity is not limited to the system of music theory that we that we learn here Mm -hmm. you know in in music school that's not the only way in which music can be uh complex so stop trying to measure other genres of music by that because it's always not gonna turn out how you think it is you know you just it's, it's it's ridiculous and um yeah it's just tired and I'm tired of seeing it because it's giving very much insecure. But classical musicians are so dense. Like that's, I think that's the main problem. I feel like they whole world be classical music and not every one of them, of course. Cause if you were like that, I would not be your friend. Um, cause I like, I remember like I was in class today. Yes. Y'all, they finally strapped me down. I mean, I'm taking a class. <laughs> um, Hmm. <laughs> I was just like, do I have to? Literally, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I'd rather practice. I thought y'all want me to practice. Oh yeah, you said you were filming earlier today. Was that for? Mm, yeah, All right. I know you have something to, to film. You are not right. <laughs> you are not right, <laughs> girl. You thought I was playing. I did not do it. And I will kind of felt bad because they were like, "Oh, you want to give it a try?" And I'm like, "That's better. I like that a lot better." The answer is no. No. I mean, also, yeah, I didn't do it, but I, I said I would do it tomorrow because I kind of felt bad. I'm like, you being kind of kid, you could slow down. With it. But I'm not doing it every day. I, I, God is my witness. Um, but I remember I was in class today. It's like some type of musicianship class. I'm not what's called resource career. Some I don't know, girl. Resource anyway. career. <laughs> Loving that. I mean, it's not the professor's really good, so that's what's making me stay. Anyway. Y'all didn't ask for that part. So she one of the she asked like, "What are people you don't like working with in classical music?" I almost dropped a name, but I was like, "What are <laughs> what are people <laughs> you might know her? What are people like? What are characteristics of people that you don't like working with?" And I was like, "People who classical music is their entire world. They don't know nothing else." And I feel like I saw some faces change on the Zoom, but that's fine because if I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. There's something wrong with liking classical music, babe. 18 years playing the viola i think i like it 
Okay. I like the little, I was playing my little Tom Sonata and I was like, he low key did that. It was a little cute right there. You saw me, you had a, you had a little moment there. You know, I was playing, I was doing my little scales. I was like, okay, come on shift. You know, I like it. Okay. In a fellowship girl. I know, I know it's confusing sometimes. Does Katie even like what she's doing? <laughs> I'll I clear it up. I, yes, I still enjoy playing the viola. We've have we had our moments. Is she can she be insufferable? Yes, but I enjoy being a violist. It's fun. I like playing an orchestra. Just want to clear the mood. However, I also like Cardi B and making YouTube videos and going to church and 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 having a black time and traveling before the world starting ending and taking french lessons you see where i'm going with that it's like some of y'all like playing violin and then listening to violin and then dreaming about violin and talking about violin and going to the luthier shop for fun it's weird and getting hungry and accidentally taking a bite out of your violin like, <laughs> like it's the only thing you can think about like, <laughs> like and that's why I like certain people that I must work with. Like we don't always get along because it's like my life starts after I close the case. And I, I'm very open about that. My life, I was not, especially like the way I was brought up. I'm not, I wasn't born out the womb. And, you know, was like, here, girl, violin, girl. I mean, a viola. Come on. Yeah. It's I like still, my I life. I think a majority was, of my life has been before I played the bass. Still. I think now it's not because I started when I was nine. But also, I think the, I think in the formative years, and also Loki was contributed to the struggle of it is that it's like from nine to eighteen, viola was like something I just liked. I just liked doing it. I liked practicing. It was just, but also even in the liking of it, it wasn't hours and hours. Like I remember this boy told me he he went to Eastman his uh for his undergrad. He told me he was doing two hours of of cello every day, two to four hours. I said, two to four hours doing what? what are you doing for two to four hours <laughs> like i was so confused <laughs> i'm like girl i'm gonna put a little a2 she gave me a little little stomachs and i would call today like what do you gotta do for two hours two of them um so even in that like i was just wasn't it just wasn't it and that's that's like and i feel like when people are like that i've noticed those i feel like you have the wrong people doing these kind of videos the wrong people critiquing comparing like when meg the stallion did that video with that weird dude it shouldn't have been with that weird dude it should have been with one of us or with garrett or mm -hmm. any other normal person that does classical music and it doesn't consume them <laughs> like and i'm like listen if classical music go jam like if that's your your bread and butter like i'm, I'm not trying to like i don't want to come off as like putting people down like if that's what she it's a, like when you can only like do that i think it's weird yeah that, no, I just want to say, because, like, like, there are a lot of people who like and love classical music, and it's, like, we're not saying just because you love doing what you do, like, yeah. but, I, but I agree. I feel like it's also, I feel like a lot of the times you see with those people, it's detrimental to them as well, because mm -hmm. when you start to feel like your instrument and your art is your personality or is you, then it's not this sounded bad, it's I sound bad. It's yeah. not, you know, like that was out of tune. It's I can't play in tune. You know, like it's that once you blur that line, it's a very slippery slope and it's very dangerous. It's very from personal experience. It's very dangerous and it's hard. And I feel like people, um, like they told that line 
to the point where when you're in non-musical situations and people like can't get out of that you know it feels like it's just like awkward and it's just like Mm -hmm. like it's giving very much you don't know how to function anywhere else and that's not good because also as a musician you do need to know how to do other things you need to know how to write you need to know I'm, i'm a little on the fence about the like like you need to know how to like function i guess as as best you can um around people i'm not the type to be like you need to know how to talk to people and do x y and z because you, you know me i'm i show up to do my job and that's literally it and i i did not come here to make any friends so like um but also like if someone if you're thinking about you know who to to recommend for something and I know somebody is not only are they a good player, but they're a pleasure to work with. Then that's the person who yeah. I'm going to do. Not some crazy person that's going to twist your arm back if you came came in early on the <laughs> on arrest. Like, yeah, I mean, from experience, I, like there are people like in, I know like classical music be small and big at the same time. It's like I just people who I'm speaking from personal experience. I don't want to say too much, but it's just like there's people who you just would not recommend Mm, they can play so well it's gonna be in tune it's gonna be learned right it's it's gonna be it's gonna be near perfect and Mm -hmm. personalities suck and just wondering anyway like what delaney said i thought that from personal experience as well especially like when i got to eastman it was like when you start being like I can't play in tune. I can't this. You are problematic. You are. When I, my shift, just to be transparent, my shift from like this whole like, I'm gonna, my different approach to viola started when I realized that I started doing that whole, my self-worth was being attached to the viola and I caught it. And that's where I made this whole, I took that Missy Copeland inspiration. I'm like, I'm just going to do this. It's going to have to take me longer to get to where I'm going. And that's not to say, like, I didn't, I don't still work hard. I'm not saying that, but I had to make a shift. And I feel like that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, my to be honest with classical music is y'all better count your days. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like everybody be wanting to have a conversation and everybody be wanting to do this and and let's do a MLK program, but like don't want to change the structure of the organization, don't want to fundamentally make changes. And I feel like you're going to suffer, especially like on the heels of, of a pandemic like your I've said this before and it might have been a little much, but I'll say it again. Your target audience is a vulnerable age group. They cannot come to your concerts like that. And you don't want to create space for the, like you don't want to create space for people that you have made feel unwelcome in those spaces that will actually support and patronize if they felt welcome there. Y'all don't want to do that. Now there are some organizations who want to do that. There are some organizations where black people, I, I can only speak for black people, are sitting on the board telling board members, they, I will give money. I want to see more black people in the ensemble there are also white people doing that some of them are funding my fellowship 
and the organizations that are are making those changes i believe mso is why i'm out in the back end maybe someone in the back and mso will, t- will tap me on my shoulder and be like mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna say mm, yep but from <laughs> what, what i can see the problem is y'all can't talk <laughs> <laughs> they asking from, you what to do and they say mm-hmm. I know I have a bias, but also if y'all, you can you can flip back to whatever episode where we talked about MSO before I was even on the fellowship. I feel like they are one of the one of the groups that are actually trying to engage. You, how you in a black city? Like how you in the blackest city? One of the black city of America, and you don't engage with the black people. And I feel like MSO is trying. Everybody else trying to not everybody else, but a lot of other people are looking want to look like they trying. And I feel like you got to count them, them organizations, but count they days. Because it's gonna be real interesting coming up out of this pandemic and seeing what people are gonna spend their money on. You losing out on a on a whole target of people who will support if they felt welcome felt welcome there, and you don't want to see them there, and your musicians don't want it either. Your whole second violin section be racist. That's my to be honest for classical music. Um, then I wanted to do the, the second one is a to be honest for black classical musicians um for black classical musicians i would say to be honest i don't i'm trying to like because like i know what i want to say but i don't want it to be like all long you know like but basically i mean to be honest you have a community that is not necessarily um the biggest and the most you know powerful right now um in the industry but it's getting there and um it needs your help and that's not just because we do ISBM and it's not just because we do this, but like ISBM is definitely a part of it. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of black classical musicians are very spread out and um this I would say like so we're connected with each other in sometimes in smaller groups, but there are just still people who I meet who I'm like, How have I how do I not know you? Mm-hmm. Or how do I not at least know who you are? And um, I think now, like something that Baba Tunde has been saying, um, is after the play comes the Renaissance, and I think this um new like era of like the ISBMs coming up, the the classic black trilogy crossovers, and all the other people who are coming up with their organizations or initiatives that are like actually doing something. I think that um it's gonna be a an exciting time for black musicians especially those who want to like create and like make change themselves or like uh collaborate with each other and that's uh in conjunction with the work that's already being done in these other institutions because although i don't think that these like the white institutions are beyond reproach well i don't think that some of those people are beyond reproach some of y'all but um I know that there will be black people still going through those systems so I don't think that they should be abandoned because you know there's going to be black people there who are going to need that help but I also think that you know how we are I feel it's important that we start building out the foundation for these communities ourselves yeah I agree my to be honest is is very similar to that I would say like to be honest to black class musicians like if you 
like you should not be doing this alone and I'm, I remember like spending the majority of my time at ISU thinking I was one of few when actually like there's a lot especially like the viola thing cackles me every time it's like if I wanted to meet black people yeah. I'm playing the right instrument it's a lot black of people violas. play viola I feel like that I feel like I see I know a lot of black bassoonists too that's yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Black people play bassoon, viola, and like that's it, like violin maybe. And it's like violin. I feel like I don't even count violin because so many people play it anyway. It's like one of those yeah, that you expect to see a lot. But like viola and bassoon are like well, even when you go to a school, like wasn't there like four black violists at Eastman at one time? Literally, like <laughs> it was like and, four or and five. And the viola teacher black. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like for, if, if yeah. any if any faculty member was gonna be it black it was gonna be the viola teacher mm. like it's funny because us i feel like now i mean it had i graduated when i was supposed to it would have been two but then it was three um because you there was a guy who was a senior a black guy who was a senior when i was a freshman in my studio and he left and it was me and then i was a senior a freshman came <laughs> mm. but then you know i took that semester off so i came for that other but there was a, yeah. there's another um another black girl in our studio now oh for real Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on. Two people without me. I know. I only know of two black people in there for sure. But also with the like with the pandemic, it's like he don't take his annual his picture. Picture, so I don't see it. Yeah, I know one of the girls. One of the girls from Yola, Mr. Taylor Studio. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. I feel like I ain't trying to tie on no, no Tino shade, but if if the if they're if you a black violist at Eastman and you don't study with Mr. Taylor, it's because you you have sought out like you want to study with there's no T, but you want to study with Professor Ying. You want to study like you might have worked with him at a at a music festival mm-hmm. and you like the way he teaches. You've worked with like a lot of like I remember some um that one that one guy that we know he worked with. Masumi, I think I say I forgot how you say his name. He worked with him somewhere before uh, and wanted because it's like I always be looking like why you not? Yeah, well you not over here. <laughs> <laughs> like you not over here. What's going on? Especially like it's not like Mr. Taylor is like be not confused. Like one thing about Mr. Taylor, like he not like <laughs> he know how to turn sound. Like I credit my, my sound to two people. Um, the my teacher, well, three, my teacher in undergrad, the lady that helped me get into Eastman, and Miss Taylor, like them people, they just <laughs> not the teacher in undergrad and the lady who helped me get into Eastman being two different people. <laughs> <laughs> That's tea for another day, because I ain't even close. <laughs> they are two different people. Um, Amy, Amy, uh, that's my girl. I was talking to her yesterday. That's my girl. Uh, but you're Mrs. Another lady, not your girl. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's better now. I'll say that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's some. There's some real teachers. I don't even put on my um on my CV. I don't even bother put that on there. Yeah, it, my CV's missing one or two teachers. Wow, girl. Cause for what? Oh yeah, I just realized I should add. I got my girl from undergrad, and I skipped over one, and I got uh, two more, and Mrs. Taylor, and when I leave here, I'll put Lenny. 
like who are these people i got my undergraduate teacher and then i have um the lady that took over for her when she was pregnant See. And then I have the teacher. I had Amy for like six months, six or seven months when I was going to Eastman, preparing for Eastman. Like I didn't do nothing but Eastman rep with her. Amy didn't give me no need. <laughs> but that's a G because I hate teaching. Me personally, I don't like teaching other people's stuff because I feel like at this point I'm a practice buddy. So I was worried about her wanting to take that on. And she was like, yeah, girl, come on. And... I did I did some new stuff with Amy, but like the majority of it was polishing. And then I have Miss Taylor. Hmm. And I'm adding, adding my last teacher because that another day. But well, hold on, Doctor Brown. Yeah, but not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot see me taking no 500 level class on Bach again. What now? Want <laughs> about his draw colors? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What now? Nothing left. Like first of all, he how many kids he had? He probably ain't had none. So right, <laughs> draws He's on the floor wife. all the time. So <laughs> He's <in> his wife. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on. <laughs> I'm like we in dangerous territory. We must. Ooh, it was a wop over there all the time. All right. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, all right, y'all. We talk about yeah, the other was always today. practicing. You said what? I said yep. They was always practicing. We mm-hmm. always practicing. Always practicing. Anyway, and like you producing. said, the like you said. Shout out to them. Like you said. No, I should have went back. I should have went. You should know, but here we are. She's like right. She was praying for like 17 years straight. That sounds hellacious. You are a rabbit. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the inauguration, y'all. I watched it. I didn't watch all of it. I didn't. Okay. I watched the inauguration ceremony, but I didn't know that the inauguration was like an all day affair. Like after they leave, there's like certain things they they you have to do. Like I just want to I just want to talk about like some of the entrances. Can we just talk about Michelle? <laughs> Can we talk about Michelle? Like she was just the hair. Yeah, the hair is ridiculous. It was gorgeous, and I felt bad. I feel like I felt like Kamala like. I was worried about her curls holding up all day because that wind was blowing and it looked like she ain't put enough holding spray in 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 um because Michelle's her curls ain't move but it it it, it, it stood up it stood up but Michelle look good Obama's still fine I was like this is great what a great day the sun's shining and I was like you know I'm gonna get me some coats I need I want to get me some coats that's one thing I'm gonna miss about having an actual like fall and winter. I got cute coats, and where I'm wearing a coat over here. So, <laughs> what's the temperature over there now? Did y'all wear y'all in the 90s last week? Are y'all Something okay? Like that. Yes, it, it was hot. It was hot. It's supposed to cool down, but I mean, I don't go nowhere. So <laughs> yeah. that, and also don't like where am I going at night where I need like a, a coat coat? Like 
my winter coat, something I'm gonna wear in the winter here is okay for the early fall. Early, early, early fall <laughs> in Rochester. Not even like when it gets like pretty cold because um but I have some cute coats and I remember my mom, she always trying to throw stuff away. She would be at my my place in Rochester and try to why you need all these coats you got three black and white coats okay but this one is black and white polka dot this one is black and white plaid okay and then this one nah but it was like it was a white plaid right and then I have a black and white but then that one has like a little red in it it's different so it is it's different and the black with the polka dot got the fur collar on it listen and then the other one it got the the little belt Uh uh-uh not the other one Girl, I went to rehearsal today in a sweatshirt and a jeans jacket. I am living my life. You hear me? It is the middle of January, and it is like 50 degrees outside. It's amazing. It's cold. <laughs> and right, and like that's cold. I'll be like, let me hurry up and get in the car and turn the heat on. It's actually going to be cold this week here. Unusually cold. What's so. unusually cold? Mid-50s, high-50s. That's cold. Like it, I mean, it's 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 cold. I feel like your body your body adjusts. So it's like fifty degrees in Rochester. People be wearing shorts, but like fifty degrees here is like. I finally ordered a coat because I was like I was moving. I was like I'm moving. So I don't even. I left my coats in. Uh, but the also the coats I had in Rochester are too heavy for down here. So I ordered like some junk off a of sheet. And we'll see what it was talking about. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was just like I I, I was like cheering. I almost teared up a little bit when Kamala got like um sworn Sworn in in. because I was like you know what this is still like a huge moment for her and I think Crystal made a good point about how I really wish it wasn't in this circumstance because it's like you know all the Howard University women not there you know all her like I'm I'm gonna give it to the AKs like y'all going because I was like let them ski we because had Kamala been an SG row yeah i would just never shut up about it and that's why i don't i don't i let the aks do their thing because i wouldn't shut up about it either like you are you feel proud about that you know what i'm saying like that and then also like the proud moment for like uh indians and stuff like that like i just wish she had that this is a huge moment but like hopefully she get it again we'll see um what happened <laughs> that just reminds me did you see the tweet um well, it was an Instagram post, but they put it on Twitter. Uh, Mindy Kaling, who listen, I love Mindy Kaling, love her deeply, yeah, <laughs> love her that. deeply. But she was like, <laughs> she posted a picture of her her um her daughter watching the inauguration, and she said that her daughter was like, "Is that mommy? I think that's mommy." I'm like, first of all, mommy's behind you, <laughs> girl. <Literally. laughs> Did you think she went to Oh, but you know, in her defense, like, and two, she's Kamala probably used Harris to and Mindy Kaling don't look nothing alike at all. So. At all. Like, not even close. But in her defense, she's probably used to seeing her mother on TV. She, you know, she's a child. She's not putting together the fact that this is live. I mean, that, saying? yeah, that, but I'm yeah. saying not your mommy left, but, like, your mommy's behind you. Like, she was just talking to you, probably. Like, <laughs> that second no, ago. No, you see what I'm, you oh, see what I'm I saying? See what I, yeah, like, she's probably used to watching. I mean, I imagine... I imagine, but also that like, don't look like your mama at all that's but the you part know what? that my cousin just got a little brother he's not my cousin because it's from her dad who's not related to me um but got a little brother <laughs> she said he thinks every black man is his dad so <laughs> 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 so you know what 
maybe she did really think that was mommy but they don't do nothing unlike and then somebody was like I, stop I lying wish you kids. <laughs> huh stop lying on your kids yeah, they were that. like stop lying on your kids I hate when I see posts like Junior saw me crying <laughs> and said fret not mother for we shall prevail in these trying times <laughs> not fret not the amount of cap that be on these apps though like and it was like, Mommy, you don't have to give me dinner. Take that money and buy you an LLC. There's rice in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Take me down. But yeah, I mean it was joyous morning. Um I, I like I like what they did, right? They decided to do it anyway. But the way my nerves set up, you yeah. would have had to call. You would have had to zoom me. Like when he was I know. Walking, when they were outside, because you know I didn't. I didn't watch the inauguration, but I saw. I was like anything that's important, I'll see it on Twitter. So literally, um, and I, just, I don't think I missed nothing. So um, yeah, but I saw he was walking just out and open, and I understand like you know they were doing their job or whatever. But I was like, nah. <laughs> oh, so who are you waving to? Ain't there's no crowd there. I guess the cameras us. I just thought the, the concept of that was always weird, especially like after Obama did it. I, that's when I was really nervous. The concept is weird. You think if all you need is like 40 people just to, not for it, like 100 of these people just to band together and bum rush him. And I know the Secret Service is trained to do stuff like that, like trained to handle situations like that. Like I remember watching, I remember watching like a YouTube video, a Secret Service agent, like they they like critiqued um different events in history with u.s presidents or whatever and they were like they talked about the obama like whatever walk it's called after they get inaugurated and he was like what you don't see is like there's agents up there 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 we have like four different exit plans we got two agents ready to open the car door and push them in like we have all this covered i'm like but still like i feel like also an important thing that i i took away from that video is that every protocol fbi had i mean secret service has is because something went wrong mm-hmm. like the the car protocol they have i forgot what president was like someone shot at him and it missed him by like an inch and they had a problem they couldn't get the car door open and so all this other stuff and that's why they have it like everything i'm like so what's the next thing that's gonna, gonna go wrong you know what i'm saying i feel like it's too much risk like i'm not that's what that's a thing it's like even if i wanted to run for public office like that's an idea like i that's went in and out of my head one time i was like my disgust for this country would I wouldn't even get far enough people would be like I thought you hated it I literally have thousands of, of witnesses that have listened to this show and would be like Katie hates it here because it's like I would never put my life on the line for this country you would if I was Kamala you would be zooming me yeah I was like slip me the paper whatever I need to sign slip me under the door <laughs> like like and when they asked me why Madam Vice President I'm like I am not risking my life for this country even though I just took the oath saying that I would. <laughs> What's it been in the oath? Don't it just say you're going to say the truth? I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's like, I'm going to defend the country truth. and stuff. I'm going to defend the country. I'm just like, this is a whole awful lot for America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's too late. It's too late for me. But um, the reason why we talk about the inauguration is because um, Delaney going to talk about a letter she found and we're gonna talk about that we gonna don't worry we're gonna tie it back to classical music i know sometimes it'll be it'll be it'll be a little how they gonna do this but don't worry yeah. 
I mean, for good reason too. For good no, reason. How they gonna do this? Yeah. So, um, ooh, Chile. I'm going to butcher this poor gentleman's name. Um, yeah, I saw that. I was like, good luck with that. We're just gonna call him Yannick. So, uh, and this is also a very famous conductor, and y'all probably know who I'm talking about. Excuse me, because I didn't know who he was. But um, he's actually the music director of um, the Metropolitan Orchestra in Montreal um, and the Met, the the Met we have here in um, in New York, and the Joseph Conyers Symphony Orchestra, which was formerly known as the Philadelphia Orchestra. Wait, he got three three major jobs. Is that who they were talking about? Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What that paycheck look like? <laughs> Something like do the mills. Yeah. The Met too? Cause wasn't that wasn't that um wasn't that dude that they fired from there making like a million dollars? Like one point six million dollars a year? A problem. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that to be honest crazy but yep whiteness can do anything for you that is ridiculous isn't it crazy and Yanni, they paying to fly Yanni, you Yanni. back hey friend like <laughs> like and they playing to fly you back and forth but you know what someone did say like america's obsession with like european conductors and junk like that he free- oh but I, I but i can understand what you mean Sorry, I saw Yannick and I just automatically yeah. automatically thought. My bad, but either way, that's ridiculous yeah. to me. And it, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I was like, I was looking at this. I was like, so if he's the music director, then what? What title Joe got? Because I feel like his title is just the blueprint. Like literally, Joe comma the blueprint. <laughs> the blueprint for the whole thing, and everybody else just here. I bet you Joe probably. <laughs> Y'all probably be like, oh, this Yana do real cute. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Aww, you thought you did something. Aww, <laughs> three jobs, huh? <laughs> cute. <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah, right, you'll get there, youngin. <laughs> <laughs> Young buck. <laughs> Young whippersnapper, happy to see someone <laughs> on their journey. <laughs> he gonna stop talking to us one day, right? Not me, over and that's here fine with my part time. So anyway, <laughs> you said what? Said not me over here with my part time. So <laughs> I mean, girl, at least you, at least you working hourly. They just they just tell me what I get. So well, um. Yeah, so we're bringing this up because he actually wrote a letter to uh Biden, to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris um about what he hopes and wishes for the future of the arts in the United States now that they have uh been elected and inaugurated. Um so the letter it's, it's not super long. Um I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to give the gist, basically, you know, the formalities, introducing himself, saying thanks, glad you're here. Um, but basically he starts bringing up all of, uh, 
the issues that have been um that have arisen during the pandemic in the arts uh sector um you know the issues with not being able to play in person not being able to gather um how it has been very financially taxing on the industry how a lot of people have lost their jobs um and have you know been has lost lost health care which is not what he said but i'm just adding that in there because that's part of it um mm-hmm. um and they're and he says livelihoods as well um and that's true for a lot of arts organizations not just orchestras um he also then goes on to point out some of the things that he, uh mr no twitter did during his tenure <laughs> not <no> twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um like not you wish he had one because i wanted to see what he his thoughts were I love me a good tangent. white noise <laughs> in both ways. So literally, um, and some of the things, some of those things were in the past four years, um, the NEA and the NEH. So that's the National Endowment for the Arts and the National Endowment for Humanities were uh, deemed wasteful. Um, and the President's Committee on the Arts and Humanities was disbanded. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Girl, he was signing stuff in, in Sharpie. But y'all, y'all were disbanding a, a what were they? They just disbanded like a pandemic committee and a pandemic or something like that. So, um, so they disbanded that. Um, but um, basically, he's saying like we know that both you, um, President Joe Biden and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, value the arts. Um, and we would like to see some financial support for the arts in this uh during this time um and he also uh asks that they consider appointing a cabinet level uh position that is dedicated to arts and culture um so that there is a voice at the table for arts and culture that will be heard is that those his words um and yeah that's the that's the gist of the letter i will of course link it in the in the description of the episode so that you can read it in its entirety but yeah so thoughts girl letter i went in with the open mind i did but this is why i said class comes chicago stays like this is exactly why because some of the stuff in here simply is not true um for example my favorite part um was um the arts are a powerful are a powerful democratizing force for good for everyone that's not true because when you go into your board meetings and when you go to to do your programming you don't think about everybody you think about your donors you think about what your musicians want to play and even when put pressure on to change your repertoire you still are resistant against that and i feel like you're asking the first black vice president to help put funds back towards this and you're not gonna program anyone from her ancestral line i feel like what's the point of that it's not for it's i feel like that's not i feel like this was like real cute in its nature but i feel like this is like a little excuse me a little tone deaf Mm -hmm. in my opinion because i think i understand what it's saying like arts organizations are struggling but i feel like a lot of organizations like his are struggling because they choose to struggle Yeah, that's interesting because I'm just thinking about, I am thinking about like smaller organizations. It's kind of crazy, like, 
the help like the help that we ask for and the help that like larger institutions ask for it's just so it's, it's it's just like so astronomically different that it's hard to imagine um I know it's a larger operation but it's just so hard to imagine not uh making things shake you know what I mean like I understand it's a yeah. pandemic but I'm talking even before before the pandemic because a lot of these um a lot of these issues were 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 present before the pandemic as well um Mm -hmm. and of course like once you're once the pressure of the pandemic came there was obviously there are people who were doing well before the pandemic who who are struggling or not making it through so like Mm -hmm. i understand that but i know that a lot of nonprofits in general and again this is not just for orchestras because he mentions other different you know um other different artistic uh like mediums but a lot of them depend on philanthropy Mm -hmm. um to the extent that it's like baked into like the function of it so it's like I wonder how I would be interested to to hear someone who like specializes in nonprofit management or whatever like speak to how that's sustainable because the if the if the margin is so like razor thin that it's like people must be able to have money in their pockets like to give it's hard to see how that's sustainable in times like this, you know, yeah. because like I th- I heard somebody say, you know, like in the discussion that we were recently in that like the like our economic system, like it depends on it depends on having philanthropy for things like this, mm-hmm. you know, because things that are supposed to be like publicly funded or things that were supposed to be um, like invested in like arts programs and stuff like are not. Um and I don't know. I just feel like it's hard. It's hard because, on one hand, like I said, a lot of this stuff was before the. A lot of this stuff was happening before the pandemic, and like you said, it's hard to sympathize with that particular statement. That it's you know it's a tool for good for everyone because it's like we're having some very serious issues over here that that directly pertain to that it is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And when you're coming from like where we're coming from and trying to build something from the ground up right now, it's like it's frustrating to hear um, people who have had a lot of resources for a very, very long time. Yeah. Like for a very, very long time. Um, Yeah. Also, like. Yeah, I'm I'm really I think I'm struggling to I understand like why he's asking you know for I, I understand why he's asking for them to reinstate these yeah. budgets like that <laughs> that we we can agree there. <laughs> but I feel like it shouldn't go to him or his organizations because I feel like Like these are huge. I, I don't know a lot. I only been to Montreal once. I don't know what they got shaking over there. But I know I mean, like they ain't going there. You, you said what? So they ain't going there. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not. But to say that, what I mean is, I don't know the state of that mm. institution. I don't know what what that is. Like that's what I mean. It's like I don't know how they work over there. But what I can say is that, like the Philadelphia Orchestra and 
the Metropolitan Orchestra Opera have a lot of money, especially the Met. So if y'all could like, I don't, you can figure it out. Like I don't know, so the Met. Yeah. You couldn't figure it out. I feel like that's all unfair, especially to I think it's like low-key a slap in the face to organizations that actually need that kind of money. And then like what you were saying, and then also, um, we have lost um the driving force in our lives, making music, theater. Oh wait, wait, that's not the one I want to say. Before that, we have lost so uh, many colleagues that make up the diverse fabric of our American artist voice. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, like. I'm sorry, like, I'm, you know, sorry to the families, and, like, I can't imagine what it's like to work, be working with somebody, you play alongside somebody, and then they die from that, like, I, I can't imagine what that's like, but what are you talking about, which diversity are you talking about in the American fabric, that doesn't make sense, and I feel like this highlights, like, this kind of, like, hunky-dory, like, music is, is the answer type world that a lot of white class musicians live in where it's like music is the answer and it's like what do you what's not clicking i don't understand like and i feel like even these are i feel like these institutions like they the answer just be right there but because they're so wrapped up in the institution of classical music that they can't they can't see that like that even that sentence alone and i was looking at the comments because i always go to the comments I'm, I'm a messy person i go to the comments and everyone was like oh this is so beautifully written i'm like yeah it's beautifully written if it was true and now that i think about it i'm gonna have to look at the end again because i'm wondering like i'm trying to i'm trying to draw the line in my head because i do feel like um like we like we both said, I agree that they need to reinstate all that stuff that was there before. They need to um, actually, you know, generously fund the NEA and the NEH and um, that committee that they disbanded. Um, they need to put that back together. Um, but like you said, I don't think it should should be going to those um, to those organizations. And I think that there's a balance between like you writing this to ask for money. He didn't say like donate, give us money to the Metropolitan Opera. But it's like, I also just don't feel like it was the other way where it was like, we need money for the arts and I'm using my voice as a high profile person in the arts to speak for this. Because I feel like if you're speaking for us to reinstate what was happening before y'all were getting the money before yeah so it's like like i feel like if it was more if it was geared the latter way then i could be more behind that if it actually um like if those statements were not posed as though they were currently true (laughs) you know um and if they were if the focus was more on um making sure that the that not only the money is put back into the arts but the money is put in the arts in the right places because the money just being just giving more money to the nea so the nea can fund orchestras that have 100 million dollar endowments like (laughs) yeah like that that's what that's what was happening before and it's like what is that going to do for the issues that we're having here and i feel like I mean, I feel like I jumped straight there. I will say that because I just assume like I, I feel like for me, if he 
if he wrote the letter with the intention of hey or if he even did would have been real cute if he like got together with Muti and Dudamel and whomever else and they wrote a letter and be like you know what hey look welcome we noticed that the former incumbent stop putting money towards these things and this is we are coming together or even got like a hundred music directors from around the country to be like hey we want y'all to put this at the top of your list to you know what i'm saying reinstate the money or or raise the money or put it back to where it was before with obama or whatever I feel like that would have been one thing, but the, I think the reason why I automatically assumed that like there was some a, a large portion of this money going towards the Met or going towards Philadelphia Orchestra is because he if he wasn't explicitly clear to in, in saying that, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like I, in my I mean it's easy to critique from the outside, but I feel like um, and he just say like the arts institutions of America. But I don't, I don't know something. This automatically read to me like the Met and Philadelphia were struggling. So, which even if you like, even though he said the arts institutions of America, it's like the arts institutions of America are having these same problems. I bet whether it's in yeah. dance, whether it's in theater, like yeah, like these problems are not unique to us in classical music. So. And of course, that's not like you know that's not his bag. So like I understand he's not gonna go into the specifics of the racial tension in the theater industry. Like anybody asking for all mm-hmm. of that, but you know I think a lot of people, like you said in the comments, who are like, "This is so beautifully written." It's like I get the optics of that, and he wrote this letter, and mm-hmm. yeah, 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 whatever. But I feel like we got we really got to move past like, "Wow, this is so heartwarming." To like actually including these issues in all the conversations that we have about it because at this point it can no longer it can no longer be like yeah we're gonna handle that amongst us i feel like i also feel like it's more effective that way it's more Mm -hmm. truthful and it's more effective because you show them that like this this problem that america has been having since its inception this race problem is affecting it's affecting us too yeah so instead of this is so beautiful the arts is so beautiful and we are going to flourish and and tap you on the shoulder like tinkerbell and everything's going to be okay because you heard beethoven today it's where it i feel like being truthful about the state of the arts um not just financially is more is more effective and it's more truthful Mm -hmm. you know because like these financial um issues are important a lot of people have lost their jobs and everything but also it's like we're not gonna act like the pandemic was the only thing that did that right so excited to see what they do um for the arts like all that stuff of of course like we said before like all that stuff about that needs to be reversed of course needs to be reversed i'm also i was also interested about into in that um the ask for a person in the cabinet for arts and culture because my initial thought was like how would that look but i guess that's true for every other position in the cabinet too because i was like someone over arts and culture for america the whole country but also that's literally what 
all the other positions are too like (laughs) you know that there's someone over education for the whole country like you know and they have their specifics of how to break that down and work that out so that there's a chain you know like they have that but like i don't know that just america is such a mix that i was just like oh that but i understand that there's gonna be like that would have to be something that has an overarching effect on how the arts in general are um are handled on a national level but we'll see i mean i would love for that to be a black person and not just because i'm not just because i'm black but mainly because i feel like black people have a more equitous outlook on on okay then everything okay then moving clarence thomas from the supreme court to the episode <laughs> <laughs> they said you wanted a black person <laughs> i feel like even if they did i mean but i feel like yeah i don't know i feel like black people will make sure everybody eat and i feel like white people make sure their friends eat first Yeah, I wonder, especially because, yeah, I wonder what even would qualify somebody for that job. You know, because arts, it's not just the different, it's not just the different, like, types or, like, the different, like, cultures and things that produce their own different types of art, but it's also the different types of arts, you know? Like, ooh, that's a big, ooh. That's a big, I I feel like I would would not want to take that job. You got to learn. By the time you learn the ropes, it's four years up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like every by the time you learn a rope <laughs> literally like every form and you and they be like and then body come to your office and be like oh, hey girl so here's 30 million dollars disperse it what <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like you can't have any bias because you know i'm slip sliding that 30 million dollars mso now they roll up on, now they okay now isbm struck well actually no that's your organization though you can be probably gonna do that but yeah now i'm now i'm what's it called embezzling, yeah, embezzling. <laughs> but now mso roll up a new hall and they wondering what happened right and, uh, <laughs> all the 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 uh last chair violas got a porsche and right. <laughs> as they should period michelle and the, the tipping is coming up with a um Michelle's with a tesla i mean as they should <laughs> All right, NYPD got a Tesla. Why not MSO? You know what? I mean, I feel like I feel like a former dean for a fine arts college would be like a good a fine arts department might be like a good pick. That's true. Yeah, that's actually there is so there is like a model for that. Now that now that you say that, but that might be. But knowing Biden low low key corny, so now he hiring Cardi B. Which I mean, period. But also, you, none of these orchestras get it, not a dime. <laughs> you never know. I mean, you never know. She, Cardi's not stupid. But also, when people don't know, they don't know. So they'll mm-hmm. be like, orchestra, like, what you mean? Like, jazz? You know, like, she, you, she might not know. If you don't know, that's not her wheelhouse. I ain't be over there. But, yeah, I'm also thinking, like, some people who do, like, like even museums. I feel like museums, since they encompass a lot of different elements, mm-hmm. that would also be like somebody who would be good for that. Like, especially someone, like for example, like one of these larger um, ones, like how the Smithsonian has several, mm-hmm. like ones, you know. So, 
we'll see if we get a response i'm curious but i feel like but also it's like i understand people i, I didn't know how to say this without saying it because it's like literally i'm affected by this too like mso's not performing right now you know what i'm saying but it's also like i just sent the letter the letter comes from a great place we're we are advocates for classical music in some way we got the show we get on this mic every week talking about classical music i just feel like the letter could be delayed like a couple months you know what i'm saying read the room people are dying at ridiculous rate isn't like one in three people have coronavirus in la mm-hmm. i feel like when i saw that stack of binders on his desk that he was signing on day one i said baby he ain't gonna see your fan mail too okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much he has to do Maybe not that specifically, but he might get to it, it through the NEA because they're probably going to say something. Like, hey. That's true. Remember how dirty uh, Mr. No Twitter did us? And also, like, that's a huge name. You're not finna... You don't want the Met mad at you. You don't want the Justin Connors Association mad at you. I was about to say, yeah, that's who I care about. But I feel like the Met got enough to worry about. Not y'all... Not- <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I remember I remember there was a time where my dream job uh was a section VOs in the Met. Not not uh not we all with the nooses and junk. Like I was just about to say. Nah, I'm super good. That's another conversation, maybe only among black people that we could have about like what to do about entering these spaces. Cause it's like Black people still work over there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that would have been my last day. Yeah, that's difficult. But then it's also like, who leaving a good, who leaving a med? That's true. Make, Where you going? You first of all, not only are you in, if people still say, say that it's like the best orchestra in the world or among the best orchestras in the world, yeah. you are making stupid money for that. <laughs> it's, it's dumb money. <laughs> it's just dumb money. And you done made it all the way up to the May. You survived all them rounds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like you gonna stay because who leaves a job at the Met? Right. For no job. Unless you for, got something For no job. Lined up. And lined up where? What's better than the Met? Berlin, Phil? You, and you wanna go, you wanna take your black behind to Berlin? I somebody left the Met to come to L.A. Mm-hmm. They were a harpist, I think. So I was yeah. like, that they probably use you more over here. Yeah, but also I could, I feel like that's they can also be layered because I, I, I remember like a couple of years ago, not a couple, it was a long time, like maybe five or six years ago, the Met did uh, some type of like informal like they had a couple of their musicians like talk about what it's like to be in the Met on some type of like live stream thing or whatever. And they were they they like I remember they put their schedule up on the screen, and I was like, this will drive anybody crazy. You are learning. It's like you only get like one dark day on a Monday, and like on any given day, you are learning like a different opera. You could be learning three operas at once, and you have like opera A and opera B, and it's like different days, and then. In a lot of cases, the opera you rehearse in the morning is not the opera you play at night. Just like 
ridiculous. I'm like, I feel like that is a lot. I feel like I don't know how you will play a whole career in the Met. I feel like I will go. I I love me some opera now, but I just feel like, and it's also like, it's also taxing the playing. It's because it's like you viola and opera, chicka 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 chicka. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like for hours. Yadi 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 yadi. Literally, like you literally body out of here for like three hours. That's and what you should not- just start calling ostinato. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's so you just go. That's see instead of going that like whatever we you know like instead of using a syllable. All right, so do it on body adi, um at sixty BPM. Period. <laughs> and that's what's going to be from now on. Body yadi 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 yadi. Period. <laughs> And do the three body, yai, 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 body, yadi, yadi, body, yadi, and we could do the five too. Body, yadi, yadi, body, yadi. What we, what we, what you want? <laughs> Period. I'm gonna start teaching my kids that. No, hilarious. Then <laughs> <laughs> they, mom gonna be like, "You did what now?" <laughs> And we did the busted challenge and and uh <laughs> yes yeah, uh we teaching um it's Alexander technique. Mhm. Can you maintain your balance? Right. Two two of my two of my best students are very religious, so I would get fired. <laughs> but it's Armand, so probably not. Maybe maybe good talking to. Him. <laughs> and by good talking to, I mean what the hell you was doing in there? Now you got me talk, <laughs> talking to these folks. <laughs> You know, he was gonna he would sound just like that, fake man. Yeah. <laughs> Not fake man. <laughs> well, love that for us. Can't wait to see what y'all do. But before y'all get to that, um, let me write a letter. Because first of all, before y'all be like I know y'all got Yanni's letter, but um before y'all do that, let's go ahead and, and handle them student loans. Babe, just cancel them. I'm, I mean, I already canceled them. That's what so I saw that tweet. It was like, I already forgave myself for them loans. Y'all late. <laughs> Listen, he said I was cleansed by the blood. It's already cleansed. <laughs> what can wipe away your sins? Nothing but the blood. Hey. Uh, <laughs> wipe down your credit, too. <laughs> Uh-uh. They not canceling no student loan debt. At none at all? You think zero? I feel like the the Republicans will have an aneurysm. And Loki, I think Biden would too. But nothing? I heard Biden. something about 10K, which I was like, come on, bro. I mean, you... I'm not putting my business out there, but just keep it. At that 10K... <laughs> okay, Katie, come on. I don't even think that would cover any part of my interest. Keep it, though? Keep it. 10k at least pay your at least you can pay your your balance down so the interest is accruing on less of the principal you can pay your principal down i don't want that you don't just want it me, you don't want it at all so they're gonna offer you t- ten thousand dollars and you're gonna trade in ten thousand dollars for six hundred i'd rather you give me i know it sounds ignorant but I because like it goes like straight to your loan so i see what right there's about two or three people out there that would agree with me i understand what you mean Send me twelve hundred more dollars instead of sending me give me ten thousand off my student loans. I'm telling you, Bernie. I mean, what's his name? Not Bernie. <laughs> what's his name? Biden. He just enough. He just enough left to be 
to be Democrat. Like, it ain't, ain't yeah, too much. Just, just, just enough. enough. Because, um, yeah, when so I, heard, I saw 10, I was like, come on, bro. 10K? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, like I said, I, I only have one degree. So, 10K would help me, but it would not not a ton like yeah this was, it's this not was it's not nothing i'll be lit <laughs> it's like it's not nothing but it's like we was hearing more like 50 um, 50k we could talk like so what we doing like we could talk 50k i mean if it, if this was 2015 i fresh out of isu i'd be like period come on 10k but the way eastman has disrespected my name <laughs> i mean the way they just insulted me. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's yeah, what you need to do. And that's what I'm going to write. My, that's what my letter for Biden going to say. Boss man, <laughs> give me 1200 Keep your 10K. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what I would enjoy that 10K. I would enjoy that 10K. I saw this one thing. It was that train. Like, you know the trolley, like, problem? It's like there's a that like it's supposed to be one of the moral questions where it's like if there's people in the trolley or whatever and there's people on tracks, you know, if you move it like if you turn the thing for for the trolley to go the other way, this amount of people, X amount of people in the trolley are going to die. But or do you let it stay on the course and not do anything? And these people, this amount of people are going to die. You know, it's like that thing. Someone (laughs) that people like will edit that um to be different things so it had a whole a whole line like as far as i could see in the picture of like people like people who had been ran over by the trolley and then it was more people and it was like would it be fair to the people the trolley has already killed to divert it now (laughs) 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 and it was like the people who standing there like the trolley had hit them yet but like (laughs) they were just strapped to the ground (laughs) Uh uh Chile. We gonna see we gonna see what he uh What a terrible time to be president, so good luck to him. I I don't know why he wants to do that, but I don't know why. Y'all love this country so much. Yeah, we was like I I saw a picture he was tearing up. I was like, dang, y'all really do like it here. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's why the way I want to stutter through that oath. Yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll be like, I vow to protect from. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what's the name of the country again? What you say it was? Is that is that one C or three Ks? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over India and Ku Klux Klan like that. What? India, the front page, I forgot what newspaper it was. They said Ku Klux Klan. It, but instead of K U the C O U P. I saw that. I was like, you deserve a freaking Emmy for that. That is genius. <laughs> wow. That's really what it was, too. It really was. I'm surprised nobody had a hood on over there. But I mean, might as well not with that Confederate flag in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it was beautiful because people. I mean, I was watching CNN. CNN be mad dramatic, so um, 
like they were doing it was like same building two weeks ago there was a confederate flag and here comes kamala uh kamala because you know they said let's say kamala here come kamala harris and i mean i thought i thought it it was like they gave me a little emotional like when i saw you know kamala like walking through like that same building but this is just like i don't know y'all i feel like we just gonna have to wrap it up and then just try again in another lifetime (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) because you know how we how we will get if we go down that road because you know me i'm at the rate the planet is never mind so i mean you might as well uh yeah, the rate the plan is going, he might as well get at a climate change money to <laughs> to Yanni. <laughs> Black excellent. <laughs> I mean, but congratulations to uh, Kamala, her little friend. Black excellence. Y'all see how I be trying to move on. And she says I'm the one that's difficult. And here no, she no comes. Like you're not difficult. Do not get on this mic and act like you are not difficult. Difficult? I don't know. That's Delaney. the word. That's the word. Okay, you're not difficult. But you do be. You, you, it be teetering on itself. Insufferable, Katie. <laughs> uh huh. Mm hmm. So. I mean, if I spit that water, we ain't got no episodes, so. <laughs> well, I've been trying to go to the Black Excellence. Because the way my computer just be breathing hard for no reason. I'm surprised my computer, I was not confident. I got a lot of stuff open right now, so I was not confident. But Girl, my, my computer got an asthma attack twice a day. What marathon are you running? You can't do Zoom <laughs> and Chrome at the same time? That is your issue? <sighs> All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's room for everybody at the top. Who you talking about? Okay, so this week, I am talking about Brandy Younger. Um, She is a composer, an educator, and a performer. She's a harpist. Um, She got her Bachelor's of Music in Heart Performance and Music Management from the Heart School of Music. Shout out to Peyton. Um, And a Master of Music in Heart Performance from NYU. Um, she's performed with several uh, different artists um common john legend the roots stevie wonder um among others it's harping um right she has four studio albums she released her fourth one in 2019 um it's called soul awakening um and her uh one of her original songs was featured in beyonce's uh homecoming the netflix uh documentary like imagine Imagine. <laughs> Imagine getting a call. Yeah. Going on? So Beyonce wants to use your song. <laughs> she can have it. <laughs> she can have no credit. <laughs> In fact, um, she currently serves um, as director at large of the American Harp Society, and she holds a leadership position at the Apollo Young Patrons Steering Committee um and most recently and this is how i uh most recently this is how i um came into contact with her and and saw her work um she was appointed to faculty 
at uh, NYU, her alma mater, and at the new school in New York City. So, you know, she popping. Um, she is um, going to be, uh, it's a dual appointment, like, between both. So, um, it's in the the School of Jazz and Contemporary Music. Shout out to Joey. Um, yeah. Wait, did. so I'm confused. Like, oh, you know, I'll be harping. She, I know she's not taking that harp up and down the that subway. How does that work? You got a home harp and a school harp and a job harp. What do you mean a, a school and a? But do you have different harps? School like a, and like a, a job. Pianist? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like she she might have like a they might have like a school harp or something. I don't know. Can you imagine? <laughs> Or maybe sometimes when people when people popping like that, they got two of their own. My teacher got more more than one bass, so maybe she got more than one heart. She popping, got Beyonce playing her stuff. So literally, go ahead, mama. Probably she got probably got play money. So <laughs> yeah, let me get let me get four five of them harps. <laughs> Just cause put them in gift baskets for my guests. <laughs> I'll be acting like my money played money. I'll be looking dumb. But all right. So on that note, thanks for being black and excellent. And let's just go ahead and nip this in the book. We said this is gonna be a short episode. Yeah, here we are. How do we fall this? Because sometimes we've been good with that. Where if we say it's gonna be short, it's actually short. I'm very excited with us because we <laughs> not us all the time. Yeah, let's talk about where we want to live and let's talk about. <laughs> What other tangents we went on and we do so much. Love that for us. Listen, we need to be on our uh, Dr. Joy with them 20 minute episodes. I, whenever I see a podcast that short, I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel like our theme song 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like that, Loki, that's like, that stresses me out. I, I would feel like. Hey y'all, Selene, welcome to Classic Black Podcast. Now we're going to do the news and now we're going to do the Like, I can't. I can't. We just be teetering and dilly dallying. <laughs> I feel like also depends on our mood because if we feel like talking, we'll. Yeah, we'll like, bring y'all on for the ride. Like, right. Because sometimes it feels like a conversation. Sometimes we skip, stick to the script because there's definitely been like 45 minute episodes. Not many, but. Okay, piece of the week was a suggestion. Oh, is this the first piece of the week suggestion? No. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, we haven't gotten an intermission suggestion. Y'all really just be leaving me hanging. Give me an intermission suggestion. Period. I'll be scraping. Some weeks I just be like, y'all just vibes. <laughs> um, but um, this one's called Handles Messiah, a soulful celebration. It's basically like black people, you know, did they thing. Um, like if black people compose the messiah that's what the person who submitted it come on reclamation period they don't know you know how do he was wasn't he the one shelling out money for the slave trade so sure was probably wasn't up in cahoots or washington with them wooden teeth never mind it's like a whole century later (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking i was like i don't know i don't know his days like that so (laughs) There was a TikTok going around yesterday of some 
somebody like doing something weird with their hair like that Washington hairstyle mm. and they were like Washington looking down from heaven and I was like from where I saw that I was like from heaven heaven <laughs> heaven is opposite day ain't no heaven I want to be in <laughs> someone, was, someone was like he looking up not down I'm like, like you cannot possibly believe you cannot possibly believe Mr. George 300 Slaves Washington <laughs> it's in heaven and it's like I don't got a heaven or hell to put nobody in but I, I know facts <laughs> it ain't no way ain't no way uh-uh. anyway thank you so much for listening to Classic Black Podcast I don't you want to leave don't you want to leave you want I, to leave I literally didn't do anything all Blaney. I did was move you can move back Thank you so much for listening to the Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, also accepting applications for new co-hosts. Either one of us. Send it to Classically Black Podcast. I'll make at sure gmail. to. Com. Also, don't forget to check us out at classicallyblackpodcast.com. If you are black, join ISBM. Follow us across all social medias at IS Black Musicians. Visit our website at isblackmusicians.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Abiento or whatever.